You're listening to 103.5 FM, the Sun Community Radio, Sun Prairie, WLSP, LP, and this is Homeroom with Brad Saren. My name is Todd Molesky. That is Dr. Brad Saren, the superintendent of the Sun Prairie Area School District. Brad, how are you? Happy spring. Indeed. It's a a good feeling, isn't it? It is. Just the sun is shining, and you can see a, a, a bit of the daffodils poking through here and there, too, which is a great feeling. Yeah. Before we get into the, the heart of today's show, uh, Brad, let's talk about what's going on in the district very briefly. <laughs> a lot of stuff, I guess, it, if you it, want to get it get, get uh, that way. Yep. Everybody knows there's always lots of things happening in Sun Prairie. So I, I think one of the most notable things right now is that we've got spring sports beginning to convene. So you will see runners all over the place. You'll see buses coming in and out for all kinds of different competitions. You'll see the activity of, of, of just all kinds of uh, awesome kids, both in our high school and then in our middle schools, just uh, really being involved. And so I would I would just uh, let everybody know to enjoy the spring sports season and also just uh, as you're driving around, just watch out for all of our runners that are, you know, crossing intersections and trying to get their workouts in in between competitions. Yeah, there'll be plenty of them out there. We know yeah. that for sure. Yeah, we also are, quote, you know, obviously we, there's, we're at the end of a, of a budget cycle for the state and we're beginning to closely monitor the governor's biennial uh, budget proposal and just watch the legislative process play through with the House and the Senate. And uh, and I would just you know respectfully ask people to consider reaching out to their uh, legislators and to advocate for public schools as uh, all of our all of our uh, state politicians are looking to put together a biennial budget for the next next couple of years. Yeah, that will be. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that as the the coming weeks uh, and, uh, and months around. really. Yeah, so right. that process plays out in between. Uh, just uh, of course it's March and so April and May and June. July and sometimes as, as late as August, September, or at the latest October, hopefully mm-hmm. not that late. Yeah, I'd hate for it to get to be undecided at that point, I guess. You know. yes. Well, we've got a special guest today, as we always do on, we do. on Homeroom. Uh, Brad, would you like to introduce? Yeah, I'd like to introduce Kathy Walker, our Director of School Nutrition, whom uh, we stole this year. And so <laughs> she's just doing an excellent job. And uh, I just want to get her out and so people really know just some of the expertise and innovative things happening. Uh, in the Sun Prairie Area School District relative to being able to to provide our kids with just awesome uh, nutrition. And so, uh, Kathy, why don't you start by just uh, talking a little bit about yourself and how long you've been here and some of the things that, that uh, you bring to the Sun Prairie Area School District. Well, thank you very much for having me here today. I have been in Sun Prairie since last May. Overall, I have worked in school nutrition for over 25 years. I started as a substitute food server worker and worked my way up to be a head cook at Central High School in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So I have a lot of experience in schools, in the actual kitchens. At that point, I decided I wanted to be a food service director. I went to Viterbo University for my bachelor's in business with a nutrition major. Since then, I have been the food service director for multiple districts. For the last 12 years, I have been in the Matsu Borough School District in Alaska, Shoreline, Washington, which is directly north of Seattle, and most recently for the Green Bay School District. So I have a lot of experience um, with large and small districts, also with declining enrollment districts and growing. And of course, Sun Prairie is definitely on, on the growing side of that. So I'm very excited to be here with this growth and look forward to designing two new kitchens for two new elementary schools. So um, some of the experience I have is definitely in recipe development. I have gone to Le Cordon Bleu School um, in Federal Way, Washington, and from doing that I've been able to really take a look at recipes 
and make them healthier. Small differences can make a huge difference in our health. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, throughout my career, though, I think one of the things that is, uh, has been so important is working with all stakeholders to increase partic participation in school meals. And those stakeholders would be the students, of course, families, the community, and my food service staff. And so currently here in Sun Prairie, I have created two menu groups, one for kindergarten through eighth grade, and they have been slowly incorporated new menu items onto the menu um, based on what kids like. Um, and in fact, I went to Patrick Marsh School last night for their school community organization meeting and one of the people there, one of the parents there was saying how her child normally eats a school lunch only once or twice a week, but last week ate every single day. So I'm like, bravo, good. That's always We're doing uh, helpful good. in the morning yes. for the parents yes. too, yeah. So um, some of the other things that I've done in the past and hope to even work on here is uh, farm to cafeteria. Uh, for a long time, we had a lot of USDA rules that prevented us from really bringing in local products. Mm -hmm. And so um, actually a couple of ex examples that I have of what I've done for Farm to Cafeteria has been in Alaska, believe it or not. Uh, I worked with the Anchorage School District on bringing in baby carrots, and literally we, we had carrots all year long from local farmers, which was excellent. I also met with the Ag Department and local farmers on bringing in potatoes, which is actually their premier crop in Alaska and so believe it or not they were barging uh, potatoes up from Idaho so we we try to make a little dent in that in our school district. Another thing that I really realized when I was working in Shoreline Washington was that we belong to one of the largest food purchasing cooperatives in the United States and uh, I was looking at our apples that were coming in and instead of getting our Washington apples, which they're very well known for, we were shipping in from Wisconsin, you know? <laughs> so how could that be cheaper, there right? You go. So I think what we really need to do is look at a more sustainable model that we're not trucking produce across the country because the longer it takes to get there, you know, the quality isn't as good. So I'll be looking at what we have available locally, and I know that there are a lot of farmers in this county, so I'm very excited about that. Also in Green Bay, where we had a really uh, robust summer feeding program, we were serving over 90 sites, including all the, almost all of the parks there. We were um, contracting with a local farmer, and they were growing hydroponically grown cucumbers that were organic. So even though Green Bay really needed a lot more cucumbers <laughs> than that, but it was really interesting to be able to tour that facility, bring in as much as we could, and just the taste of the, the those cucumbers versus what we were bringing in from our distributor was quite a difference. That's great when you can keep you know keep that money right there in the community then too. The, you know, the, what's being paid is uh, going to kind of recycle itself there too. I think yeah. you can tell why we snapped up Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. About all this experience. Now I know there's a lot of highlights happening in the school nutrition mm -hmm. department, and you guys are doing unbelievable work. Talk a little bit about some of the some of the highlights that you're doing. So I'm pulling together our food service leaders, in, and they are some of our workers out in our schools. They're the mainline people that are right on the line serving kids, bringing them in for recipe development, looking at how we can put new items on our menus, new recipes, and also upgrade some of the products that we're offering to students. I'm also bringing in what I call a focus group, and that focus group looks at you know, what do we really want to do for training for our staff? How do we want to streamline processes and reduce waste? Um, which brings me to a new project that I'm doing, which I'm really excited about, and that's a Greenbelt certification. 
Um, and that, that would be in Six Sigma, which yes. is sort of a process type of a certification, which, mm-hmm. which for all of the sort of, you know, industrial engineers listening out there, <laughs> they'll know immediately what Six Sigma or Lean certification is. And so we've got, we've got a school nutrition director doing that, which is very unique. Mm. Yes, and what's really great is I already have people in my department that took the white belt, which is a one-day course. They're on our new little group to work on the green belt projects, and I'm not just focusing on one. I'm focusing on multiple ones. We're going to take small projects and look at how we can take data to figure out should we work on streamlining this process or is there really not room to make it better and then also um, doing multiple projects like for instance at the secondary schools how do we make salads and are these all the correct steps and and then looking afterwards you know did we really succeed in making it more efficient or reduce waste so I'm very excited about that another project that I've just started in is um, the master gardener volunteer program through UW Extension and I know we have a lot of school gardens out there so I've already been reaching out to some of the principals and finding out if they would like me to work in their gardens or help teach some of the information that I'm learning. So what's really great about it is anybody can have a garden. It doesn't mean you have to have a plot out in your backyard. It could be that you have a patio with a pot on it. Uh, Every little bit of eating whole, fresh fruits and vegetables is going to help our nutritional health. It sets a good standard, too, as a family. Then when you're talking about those kind of things, kids can get involved in that. They Mm -hmm. kind of see what happens, and, yeah, it, it really makes a difference. It sure does. And so, you know, I'm looking at how can we teach kids that, you know, our vegetables aren't coming from the store. They're coming from the ground. And how do you produce fruit, vegetables that is super fresh? You're pulling it right out of a pot, taking it into your kitchen, washing it up and eating it for dinner that night. So that's very exciting. Um, Another thing I'd like to mention is that um, they do have community nights. And last Thursday night, I went to Um, Prairie Phoenix and we had a community night where we talked about health and nutrition and I talked about how do you eat healthier what is the importance of eating healthier and how small differences in a recipe can make a big difference in your health and so what we did is we took a recipe for blueberry sour cream muffins and we all participated there were eight of us there we all participated in measuring out and talking about what were the healthy components to that recipe. We baked it off, and then guess what? They got to sample it, and <laughs> some of them took took some of it home with them. I, I'm not sure it quite made it home. I was going to say, that probably wouldn't last long, would it? Yeah. No. They really enjoyed it. That's great. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about my staff. I have 47 excellent food service staff. They all work together to provide a great experience for our kids in the schools. You know, basically what our mission is is to feed kids healthy food that they also enjoy, but in a comfortable environment. We don't want it to be stressful when they're in for, you know, for that socialization period and then getting their lunch. Um, That way they can concentrate on learning, not on being hungry. But I would also add that by serving a healthy, well-balanced meal every day, the nutrition program is really modeling healthy eating habits, and we're hoping that this transitions with kids all through their life and it becomes healthy habits their whole life. Yeah, I mean, you learn that uh, young, and then that just becomes uh, part of your life, I guess. So <clears throat> I'm, you've been here for now, you know, you started July 1. I'm just wondering, so what, you know, one of the, one of the, the, the coolest things that you've seen throughout the district. You've been in all of our kitchens. You've seen tons of kids getting, you know, breakfast and, and of course, lunch and snacks. And you've seen after-school programming. What are the, some of the coolest, unique things about Sun Prairie that you've seen now that you're sort of in, embedded in our professional community? <laughs> 
Well, I would have to say that I am really super impressed with just the commitment this community has for the school district. It is really important and people are caring about kids and they want them to be really successful in what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and they want all kids to have an equitable way of being able to be successful in life. So I think that um, what's you know some of the things that I've done since coming here I'm, I'm very hands-on so I tend to go out into kitchens I tend to help create new recipes and then I actually go out and taste test with kids and <laughs> the first time I went out and taste tested at the high school people kids were looking at me like what are you doing and it was like then everybody was on board for trying that new recipe that had whole grain flour in the cake recipe they just have not seen a whole lot of desserts here not that they do now but it's just you, you have to have some variety in your diet and all foods are good uh, as long as it's in moderation of course yeah. you've recently increased the, the choice for students at particularly at lunch talk a bit about mm -hmm. how you've sort of diver diversified the amount of of different choices that kids have to meet their needs? Well, what we've done is we've started bringing in new products by seeing what we our distributor would offer, uh, taking a look at some of the different things that kids really like. We've put a few desserts on the menu. Some of the new choices that kids are really liking would be we brought in a cheeseburger hamburger. So that's kind of an unusual product. And actually at the high school, the kids were actually asking instead of having it as like a burger could we offer it with mashed potatoes and gravy and so we, we're doing that too so um, just uh, we also have a new baked chicken product that I brought in and it was actually a commodity product and I just couldn't believe how good that product was so we've now put it on the menu for all age groups and we're offering it as a baked chicken with mashed potatoes and corn dinner roll and also barbecue chicken um, we're also looking at um, some other choices that we brought on, uh, like we do a chicken mashed potato bowl that is kind of like the KFC sure. popcorn chicken bowl. Mm -hmm. Kids really love that. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but it's just getting out there and asking them what they want. Um, another thing that we're going to be doing differently next year, because commodities are actually something that we get money for every single meal, including paid students' meals. And so we use that money and we try to use it the best way. And so the best way to do that is really taking a look at what kids want. And so um, there's a whole lot of varieties of pizza out there, and we know kids love pizza, mm -hmm. right? So um, instead of diverting cheese from the government to a certain brand of pizza, I decided to get away from that and just um, we're going to do taste testing of pizzas at all the different levels of school, and we're going to let kids choose what they want for pizza next year. Yeah, just having the student voice present in school nutrition is just an unbelievable development. We're really proud of it. Sounds like the best day of school ever. When is that, and when can I be there? Now, I know also that you, you have been experimenting and, and thinking forward with a, a bit of, of, of integrating some salad bar type, type mm -hmm. features. Talk a little about that. Yeah, I mean, I really love the idea of fresh fruits and vegetables, and I really think that um, kids, even though they sometimes can be resistant at first, the more they have it, the more they eat it, the more they feel better. And that's been my experience in every other district. In fact, when I was in La Crosse, Wisconsin, we had salad bar every day, and then uh, one year in the middle of winter, lettuce and tomato prices went up so dramatically that we took it salad bar off the menu a couple times a week and I thought we were going to have a strike with these kids. <laughs> so I think, you know, we don't give kids credit enough that if we put that food out there and we keep it out there, kids aren't going to try it right away, but they will eventually try it and it might be because their friends said, hey, did you try that on the salad bar? And now we have a, a student that is going to be healthier because of it. Yeah. 
You're listening to, to Homeroom with Brad Saren here on 103.5 FM, the Sun Community Radio, WLSPLP. Uh, we're talking with Kathy Walker, Nutrition Director for the District. Uh, I had a question. One thing you mentioned before was that, you know, with these new elementary schools coming on board, you get to design new kitchens. That seems like an awesome kind of blank slate kind of thing. You can do what you want with the area that you have. Mm-hmm. How do you go about that? You know, that's a little tricky, especially the serving area. But what I'm finding is I'm really impressed with the architects we're working for and the food consultant. And we've had many planning sessions of, of how do, how is this food going to look in the future. And so we're really trying to design a system with flexibility and have the appropriate kitchen equipment there so that we're being very conscientious about cost, but at the same time making sure that we have that flexibility in the future. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be working on those two kitchens. Uh, I have worked on quite a few kitchens in my lifetime, in my lifetime career, I should say. And so I'm really excited to be able to be a part of this growing district. So one of the things that is somewhat um, emotional in the district is that we've got a certain population of of students that that, uh, are in deficit as far as their mm-hmm. lunch accounts, where uh, they are eating meals, but uh, the, the the costs of those meals and the account that parents really, parents and guardians, put money into to then pay for those meals goes into deficit. And so last year at the beginning of the year, the board made a decision to, uh, uh, to provide meals for all kids, no matter whether they have a deficit or not, uh, in trying to get kids the awesome nutrition that they need to grow up and be in class and learn and everything. That's, uh, that's something that's been amazing. Uh, one of the side effects, however, of it is that uh, over time we've, we've increased a, uh, an overall deficit in Fund 50. And so Kathy's been doing amazing work in trying to not only support kids and their nutrition, but also to, to really not go into deficit uh, as, a, as a school district. And so I'm going to turn it over to Kathy just to some, explain some of the things that she's been doing in order to, to help in this situation. Well, basically, we developed a team in the district, including the interim assistant superintendent of operations, the elementary director of teaching and learning, the communications and engagement officer, social workers, and also school nutrition to evaluate the current practices of what we were doing to collect funds. Um, And so we're engaging in trying to educate families about free and reduced forms, as well as paying their negative balances. Um, Starting on March 6th, we actually um, started having um, interim social, I'm sorry, intern social workers in our office they work each one hour a week to come in and contact parents to give them that support. Um, and they've been trained by the social workers in the district and also by nutrition services. We've trained them on, you know, how do we talk to parents, how do we support them, and also how to fill out free and reduced applications and get those forms to them if they need it. Um, basically, uh, we, you know, we send out weekly emails and letters to families Um, The last time we sent out letters was on March 20th, so they've just received letters letting them know if they have, you know, more than $12 in negative balances. Also, by April 3rd, My School Bucks, which is our meal account payment system, will be set up to allow families to pay not only their children's accounts, um, but also, if they want to, they could put money into a general fund that could help for other students that are in the negative. some of the things we're going to be proactive about for next year because we did go to an online registration is for nutrition services to be at 
the Chromebook um, sign-out, also the Stuff the Bus and other back-to-school events because we really need to be there to support them, to help them fill those forms out, and we hope to have an online form that would be available on their phone even. Mm -hmm. It's all about you know working and supporting families. So um, people today actually are gonna start to hear about what we call a Hunger Hero campaign. And um, the SPARC, which is the Sun Prairie Action Resource Coalition, will be launching a campaign to help the school district collect lunch balances. I've been very impressed this year with how our community supports families because we wanna make sure that all kids are treated the same way, that it's equitable and that they all get a meal and they don't have to worry about being embarrassed in line because they're given a different meal, an alternative lunch, or that somebody's telling them what their negative balance is every day. So I'm so impressed with that. And you know, we wanna make sure to today really to ask the community who are listening to this program and other programs that will be be coming about if they could you know go onto our website and find out more about how they can maybe help support some of these negative balances yeah so the, the, that website I have it here somewhere uh, sunprairie.k12.wi.us or or Facebook, Facebook. If you reach out on Facebook that and if you just call the district office and then ask to be transferred to the school nutrition department they'll they'll guide anyone so anyone that would be looking to uh, to, to donate to offset some of the deficit that we're incurring for uh, students that that uh, want to take lunch but uh, we're just don't have that that money mm -hmm. coming in from parents uh, I would reach out to the school nutrition department I can't remember whether it was our last show or the one before that when we were talking about it being school breakfast week yes and just how important that is in Completely. you know starting a day with mm -hmm. a full stomach yeah and you know the the nutrition that you need to get through that that part of the day and that kind of falls into the same category yeah I think it, you know at the base of it for all of our listeners uh, you know you know please and please fill out the, the the free and reduced lunch form at that point and it it so there, there's an implication that happens when the, when the school district goes into deficit for paying for lunches for people. But there's also sort of other symptoms that happen because the fr percent of free and reduced lunch also sort of plugs into other sources of revenue, including Title I, what used to be SAGE, it's called AGR right now, and then something also that's called E-Rate. E-Rate is a federal fund that, federal grant that uh, reimburses a, a bit of money to us for some of our technology expenses. And so... In those instances where people do not want to fill out a free and reduced lunch form and then our free and reduced lunch uh, overall percent dips a bit that affects not only the deficit within our school nutrition account but it also affects our access to grants and so it's really important to increase the awareness of of just the importance of of keeping current on lunch accounts for parents and then also if you are a person that wants to please feel free to fill out the very confidential uh, pr you know process of filling out a free and reduced lunch form yeah, we've got a couple minutes left here, Kathy. I was wondering if maybe there was a way to, to uh, describe the process of, I mean, because there's all these schools that lunches have to be prepared at. Um, when, how does that all be? I mean, because you have to have the ingredients to make this stuff. How mm -hmm. far out are you planning, uh, you know, what kind of materials you need, what kind of food you need, and, mm -hmm. and those kind of things to, to, to make sure everything happens on that lunchtime in time there. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, it is a pretty long process. We start talking about menus months in advance, and the longer I do this job, the further in advance we'll get with menus. But then we drill down to about two weeks in advance. Um, we start thinking about the orders. Our staff places the order. It gets ordered a week in advance. 
to be delivered, you know, like five days before they need it. That way we're assured that we get everything we need. And if we don't get it, we have an opportunity to get, bring some more product in from our distributor. Uh, it goes into our schools and for the elementary schools, we actually have our two middle schools, Prairie View and Patrick Marsh. They're sending food out to those three elementary schools um, the day of. So it's, it's a pretty complicated process. So I'm just so happy to be here. I just feel like good nutrition is essential for kids learning in schools. We want to support that. We know that improved nutrition um, increases brain function. It is associated with higher test scores. It also leads to um, kids staying on task more during mm -hmm. the school day. Mm -hmm. And it actually increases attendance. So that is those are all positive outcomes for schools. I think we've any parent has seen when their yes. their kids have been a little low on energy or uh, haven't eaten in a while that uh, sometimes that that doesn't end up in the best results. It so it can, and it probably works just the same in schools. Brad, you had, you had uh, something you were flagging well, me I about. Know, that. I just know I, I, you know to to finish out this entire program. I just want to thank Kathy and her staff for just doing excellent jobs. They're solution based. Uh, they're dealing with a. Uh, situation that's highly bureaucratic with all kinds of rules both federal and, and, and mm -hmm. state rules and they're just doing a great job meeting the needs of kids and I just wanted to publicly thank them and then also just Sun Prairie the school district of the Sun Prairie has just got lots going on so I just yes. wanted to make certain that I had a, a couple of yes. plugs for some we have a couple minutes on. here if uh, yeah if you want to go ahead Absolutely. with uh, what so, you have there uh, we've got summer school gearing up pretty pretty quick. People will see the just the communications going out to all of the students. We've got the largest summer school program in the state of Wisconsin, which has just unbelievable opportunities for kids. So please look for those booklets and look for the online uh, information about that. And okay. if you do have if you do have questions, go to our website. Exactly, and it looks like registration opens April fourth. Yes, April fourth. If 4th. I understand it correctly. So and then also uh, in uh, in in May, uh, beginning of May, we're gearing up for reconvening the school space planning committee. Uh, which guided the school board on making a decision on how to go to referendum over the course of this, this last year. And so this would be open to the public, but we would give a full update on the design of the two new elementary schools. There'd be uh, meeting the, the new principals and just a, a really a, a way to open up the design and, and invite people back to see sort of some of the fruits of all of the labor that's mm -hmm. happened. And then last, we've got the boundary task force happening. And so uh, as you go from seven elementaries to nine <laughs> elementaries, that means that we're going to have to have a, a thoughtful shift of students. And hopefully that shift of students will last us uh, for as many as, you know, six to ten years in terms of creating school communities again. And uh, we just finished a round of listening sessions throughout the entire community. Another round of listening sessions will happen in May. But also look for on our Facebook page and look for our website on um, on our uh, basically our monthly school I'm sorry our monthly boundary task force meetings which are open to the public we've got representation across the district and anyone can come and attend to find out what's happening that's a lot of stuff going on in the district always <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it, it's get that time of the year where we're starting to get towards well we're in spring we're getting towards the end of the school year but it never really slows down and it's and, rising and action yeah, that's right <laughs> that's right well uh we want to wrap up here thank you very much kathy walker the nutrition director for the district it was a pleasure having you here thank you so much for inviting me and uh Dr. Saren, thank you again. As always. It's always a pleasure. Our next show is scheduled for April 5th. I'm not sure if we have a topic on that one. Yeah, yet, but a we'll couple ideas. We'll have something great. Okay, we'll figure something mm -hmm. on that. But well, this is an every other week, Wednesdays at uh, 1030 show, and we're uh, happy to bring it to you uh, uh, here on uh, 103.5 FM, The Sun Community Radio. 
Uh, and so for Brad and Kathy, my name is Todd Molesky. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you very soon.